This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. It is Tuesday, December 6th, and this is People Every Day. Hey everyone, Janine Rubenstein here. Like many of you, I saw the news last night and I was shocked. Cheers star and two-time Emmy-winning actress Kirstie Alley has died. Alley passed away at age 71 due to complications from colon cancer. Today, we're taking a look back at her life, her career, and her more recent trials and controversies. Let's dive in. The world is reeling following the news of Kirstie Alley's death, a star on the big and small screen. People, like myself, absolutely loved her on Cheers and in Look Who's Talking and Drop Dead Gorgeous, just to name a few. She also broke barriers with incredible honesty about her health and weight loss journey, setting the stage for countless others to do the same. People confirmed she died of colon cancer yesterday at the age of 71. She was mother to kids Lily Price and William True with Parker Stevenson, who she was married to to from 1983 to 1997. Our hearts go out to her family, friends, and all who knew her. And there's so much to discuss about her life and legacy. So joining me now to kick that off is People's West Coast Executive Editor, Liz Leonard. Hey, Liz. Hey, Janine. Take us into the latest. This news just, I said it earlier, came as a shock to me. I I did not know about what she was going through. So when did we find out and, and what do we know now? Well, I think that it was a shock to, honestly, the world. She had been sick for not a very, very long time, but she had been suffering from colon cancer. And just yesterday, Monday, she passed away and her kids released a statement that this had sadly happened. It had been a short struggle with colon cancer, but nonetheless, obviously a painful one. That statement, she she was surrounded by her closest family and fought with great strength, leaving us with a certainty of her never-ending joy of living and whatever adventures lie ahead. As iconic as she was on screen, she was an even more amazing mother and grandmother. You got the chance to sit down with her over the years. What was she like in person? I sat down with her at her house a few times over the years. She's almost exactly as you would imagine, oozing personality, oozing confidence, strength, fun, you know, sort of zest. And I remember very clearly, because it was was sort of amazing, she had about 14 lemurs that she kept in an indoor and outdoor area in her home. And so I, yes, I remember going to her house and of course I was mesmerized. It was well over a dozen lemurs that were, again, both indoors and outdoors. And I went in their cage and it was a very large sort of human-like cage. It was very big and they were, you know, climbing on me and playing with my hair and stuff. And it's not that she was eccentric. She loved animals. She loved life. She loved sort of all of it. And that was just one amazing example of what you get when you go visit Kirstie. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. We've had her on the cover of People a few times. One of the main things I remember about her, I think outside of her movie career and her TV career, of course, it's synonymous with Jenny Craig. Yes, she she was a spokesperson for Jenny Craig on and off over the years. And it was sort of, it paralleled her own weight loss, weight gain journey. And 
She was one of the first people to share her struggle, ultimately sort of empowering, embracing of the challenges of weight gain, weight loss, and sort of healthy living. Yeah, that didn't happen before her. It wasn't like things that stars talked about. They didn't talk about their bodies. Exactly. And that was Kirstie. Even at her heaviest, which I thought she was absolutely beautiful, as did everyone else, she was open and she was willing to share those moments, that struggle, her hardships. And as she said, whenever she took criticism, she would make lemonade out of lemons. She was brass and she sort of owned her body. She owned herself. She owned her personality and who she was, her sort of joie de vivre. And yes, our conversations on occasions really, you know, centered around her weight loss journey, but they were jumping off points for her whole, you know, philosophy on life and embracing life. And, you know, you fall down, you get right back up and you try to figure out how to sort of live the most fulfilling, authentic experience. When you think back to her TV career and her film career, what was it? What was that spark that you described? That, that personality, these big eyes that kind of enveloped you. She didn't suffer fools gladly. She was honest. You know, you had to be on your game when you were talking to her. And mm. that kind of exuded from the, the screen, too. She was alive. She was in your face, and unapologetic, incredibly talented, very, very beautiful. That sort of was a through line through her career, through her performances, and through her interpersonal relationships, too. You knew where you stood, both on and off screen. And I got to say, she had great hair. I always, when I think of Kirstie Alley, I always think of what great hair she had. Is that weird? No, no, I could actually speak about her hair for as long as you want to, because <laughs> no matter what, you, I mean, with makeup, no makeup, with grooming, no whatever it was, I'm just telling you right now that, that her hair was like, unto itself. It was wildly <laughs> healthy, flowing. Right? Like, it was, it was, it was, no, you're absolutely, I hadn't thought about that, but you're 100% correct. Her, her hair was like to be reckoned with. I love it. Well, <laughs> I, I, I have to say it because it's one of the things I think about. Liz, thank you so much for, for taking me back down memory lane and, and just giving me some more details about what happened. Uh, I really appreciate you coming by. Thank you so much for having me. After the break, we look back at Kirstie Alley's incredible career on and off camera and some of the controversies she's found herself in. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with crunch.
We would like to move into talking more about the things that we all remember Kirsty for. I am talking Cheers, Look Who's Talking, which I just recently watched, uh, her politics and her very special relationships with co-stars Ted Danson and John Travolta. Here to help us go through her career and some of the controversies that were recently sparked up is People's senior TV editor, Brianne Heldman. Hey, Brianne. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Janine. Well, let's start with how Kirsty got here, i.e. Hollywood. Um, take me back to that story. So Kirsty actually dropped out of college and then started doing interior design. Eventually, though, she, she took up with the wrong crowd. She got really into cocaine. She made her way to Los Angeles, and she says she then sought help through Narconon, the drug rehab program established by L. Ron Hubbard, who, as we know, is the founder of Scientology, which is how she ultimately became involved in the church. But she also says that happened simultaneously. Then she embarked on a showbiz career. Got it. Got it. Then came Cheers. Not too long after that, right? Yeah, she had Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan, and had done a couple of other things, and then came Cheers. And she joined Cheers in season six after Shelley Long left to go pursue a movie career. And understand that, like, season six in television, even back then in the 80s, was, you know, a show was doing well, but you aren't expecting it to get this giant burst of energy. And losing a main character can mean the death knell of the show. But that did not happen when Kirsty joined. It was a huge breath of fresh air. I went back and found all these reviews of when Kirsty joined Cheers, and people were so excited about it. It was a very smooth transition, and fans loved it. Of course, after Cheers, she went on to do Veronica's Closet, which was a fairly decent hit that's kind of had a bit of a cult resurgence over the years. She did a movie I love, Drop Dead Gorgeous, which was a wonderful cult dark hit. And I did skip over. Look who's talking. It is such a classic comedy starring John Travolta. They did some sequels. It is hysterical. And of course, Bruce Willis voiced the baby. If you've never seen this kooky movie, I, I actually think it probably holds up. I don't know. Did I hear you just recently watched it? I just recently watched it. It does hold up. There's a couple of moments where we're like, oh, okay, that wouldn't happen in modern day movies. But it's still funny. It's still cute. It's still just a heartwarming comedy. Yeah. Even after all of those successes, she didn't go away. Kirsty kind of stepped back a little bit from acting, but then had this huge resurgence on reality television. She was on Dancing with the Stars in 2011. She was partnered with Max Trimarkovsky, and they placed second, and then they went and partnered again in 2015, where they were seventh. And they really developed a relationship that kind of became a little rocky in recent years. Yeah, yeah, we, we should get into that. Something happened around you know, Kirstie just voicing her skepticism about the war in Ukraine. Can you explain that? Yeah, Kirstie and Max were quite close. And then Kirstie said she didn't, quote, know what's real and what is fake regarding Russia invading Ukraine. And obviously, Max was deeply offended by that. And they kind of went back and forth on social media. This was earlier this year. And in one of Max's responses, he addressed her directly. He said, Dear Kirsty, we haven't spoken in a while, but I clearly remember being right next to you when you were organizing trucks of aid during Hurricane Sandy. And I remember all that you were saying to me about situations where innocent are suffering. That same energy is needed right now. No one needs your prayer if you don't know what's real or fake. But he he has since, you know, in the wake of this news, 
you know, it seems like things must have mended because he sounds devastated at this news, right? He put out a beautiful statement where he said, my dearest Christy, we haven't spoken lately and I'll tell you everything when I finally see you. But for now, I want to say I love you very much and I wish you the most peaceful rest. As I'm typing this, memories of our time together rush to my head. I remember how absolutely wild you were and I start to tear up. And he actually says that I can't help but smile because I remembered exactly what you wanted me to say at your funeral. Don't think I can say it here. Another person who shared thoughts was Ted Danson from Cheers. And this one kind of got me. What did he have to say? Me too. Ted Danson said, quote, I was on a plane today and did something I rarely do. I watched an old episode of Cheers. It was the episode where Tom Berenger proposes to Kirsty, who keeps saying no, even though she desperately wants to say yes. Kirsty was truly brilliant in it. Her ability to play a woman on the verge of a nervous breakdown was both moving and hysterically funny. She made me laugh 30 years ago when she shot that scene, and she made me laugh today just as hard. As I got off the plane, I heard that Kirsty had died. I send my love to her children. As they well know, their mother had a heart of gold, and I will miss her. Well, you get the sense that, like we said, that she's had these later controversies, and then even, you know, some of her... You know, speaking engagement, going on Tucker Carlson and, you know, having just controversial political views that she's espoused. All of that happened recently, but people are really just kind of living in the memory of her and those moments that she gave in those like late 80s, 90s era. And and part of that memory that people are are pulling up is her relationship with John Travolta. Of course, they were co-stars, but they were so much more. I mean, so much more. They they were always in each other's lives. They were, at one point, even Kelly Preston gave Kirsty a hard time for flirting with John all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and Travolta posted a beautiful photo of the two of them after her death and said, Kirsty was one of the most special relationships I've ever had. I love you. I know we will see each other again. My heart hurts for Don Travolta. Despite the fact that they were never together, they were really close friends and they had this amazing chemistry both on screen and off. Wow. Well, Brianne, thank you. Thank you so much for being here today and especially after a Monday night crash close of this cover story. So just a heads up, you're going to want to get to stands, everyone, to get this issue. Thank you, Brianne. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, well, that right there is, of course, the legendary and incredibly catchy open credits theme song for Cheers. The series ran for 11 seasons on NBC and remains one of the most beloved TV shows of all time. For five seasons, Shelley Long played leading lady and love interest of Ted Danson's Sam Malone, Diane Chambers. By season five, Long and the entire cast of Cheers were household names, and Kirstie Alley was not. Allie had a few credits under her belt, but it was Cheers that really put her on the map. Kirstie Alley debuted as Rebecca Howe in the beginning of season six. And walking on set for the first time, Allie knew she had to make a name for herself, which is why she strutted into rehearsal wearing a blonde wig, brightened her signature dark brows, and rocked a goody-two-shoes dress. It was the perfect Diane Chambers costume and the perfect way to endear herself to the cast. As Allie told people at the time, quote, I wanted to break the ice and get off to a fresh start. Allie's gesture was just as bold and hilarious as her career. She won her co-star 
stars over immediately, Ted Danson told us he was just enamored with Kirstie's arrival to Cheers and said, quote, stand us next to each other and it spells sex. I mean, sparks fly. <laughs> Upon news of her death, Danson shared with people, I am so sad and so grateful for all the times she made me laugh. I just love that story. I love how she knew it was going to be awkward coming in as a new leading lady and that everyone would be comparing her to Shelley Long. So what did she do? She embraced it and dressed as Shelley Long. Just iconic. And I think the perfect story to end on for today. Kirstie Alley, man. Your fans are so glad you came into their lives. Your death is a big one because after putting together such an incredible career, everyone knows your name. Well, that's our show for today. I am off tomorrow, but I am leaving you in good hands as my friend and People's senior movies editor, Nigel Smith, will be holding down the fort. So have fun with Nigel, and I'll be back Thursday, right here on People Every Day. 